It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Fashion emergency hotline. Help. The idea of lining up super early for Black Friday sales is freezing me up. Don't get cold feet just get to old navy old navy yep you can get a cool 40 percent off your entire purchase in store right now 40 percent off yes and today's the last day to get all long sleeve tees and all outerwear for the family at 50 percent off 50 percent off my holidays just got a lot more chill thanks don't thank me thank old navy valid 1120 through 1121 40 off valid through 1122 in stores only excludes active tees and licensees clearance gift cards register land items jewelry and two-day only deals Hello and welcome to the Halloween edition of the Success Showcase. I'm Eric Lopkin. I'm I'm here with my co-host Chip Janiszewski. Chip, how are you doing today? Doing great. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. So for our Halloween edition, we're talking about tricks and treats. And in this case, we're applying it specifically to the tricks you can use to build your network and the treats you'll get from a successful network. So Chip, you do a lot of networking. What's one of your favorite networking tricks? One of my favorite networking tricks, preparation. Preparation is huge. Most people show up at networking meetings and just talk and do commercials and walk away saying, how come nothing happened? So, so how do you recommend preparing for a networking event? Uh, actually, it's a little bit extensive. It's really important for you to identify what your value added is rather than going to networking meetings trying to sell people. Um, one of the biggest tricks is to know that networking is about building relationships and it's not about selling people in the room. So you have to go in with the right focus in the first place. And if it's about building relationships, what you need to do in networking meetings is to get people to like you because networking is based upon knowing somebody, liking somebody, and trusting somebody. So, But it's really important if you're going to a networking meeting where you're going to do commercials to prepare ahead of time for that by identifying what your value added is and what's a good referral for you. Um, in other words, there's a lot of homework and prep work that you got to do, and the more you put into it, the more likely you are to walk out with a couple of coffee dates, which is really the goal of any networking meeting is to walk out with one-to-one meeting appointments so that you can start developing those relationships because you are not going to pass a referral to somebody that you don't trust. That's absolutely right. You hit a couple of really important points there. First of all, people do have to realize that networking is not selling. Nobody goes to a networking event to buy, so why would you go to one to sell? It's about 
building a long-term sales funnel and building relationships where people trust you enough to refer you and your service to somebody else. I mean, when somebody makes a referral, you know, they're putting their reputation on the line for you. So they need to feel, you know, really strongly that you're going to deliver what they're referring for. And so many people, you know, so many people just go to the events try to grab as many business cards as possible and, and do their sales pitch. And that's not networking. It's all about that long-term relationship. Yeah. If you go to a meeting and you're doing that, putting business cards in people's faces, it's going to be negative to, instead of networking. Cause the bottom line is people are going to kind of walk away from you and say, Oh no, here comes that person again. And most people just don't understand that up front. They don't understand that networking is really an opportunity. And if you look at a networking meeting as an opportunity to start developing relationships, which take time, um, that is really the most important thing as far as a foundational thing. The networking misconception really for people who join networking groups and chambers of commerce is that I join and therefore I get. It doesn't work that way. It's I join, therefore I have an opportunity to grow my network and the bottom line is if you go in there with an unconditionally giving attitude want to help other people out and you can portray to each other what you're looking to do that's where the magic begins and the nice thing about it is networking lasts because it's relationships so that it comes back positively for you over and over again instead of just getting one sale at a meeting that's absolutely true i just was told a story last week from someone who their friend had joined the chamber when they started their business and they left the chamber, they were very upset because they didn't get any business from the chamber. So she asked her friend, well, did you go to all of the events? Oh no, I didn't go to anything. Well, did you participate in anything that the chamber did? No, I didn't, I didn't go do any of any of those activities. It's like, well, networking, joining a chamber, it's an active process. You get out of it what you put into it. And if you're not going to put anything into it, you can't expect to get anything out of it. Absolutely not. It's, uh, I like uh, Ivan Meisner's uh, mantra. He's the one that founded BNI. It's not net sit. It's not net eat. It's net work. Right. <laughs> so got to put in the time and you got to put in the preparation. But if you do that, I mean, you think of your networking time as business development. And by leveraging your time, what you're doing is you're actually developing a sales force, force of people who are going to be looking out for your best interest just because they're getting to know you and like you and you do the same for them. So your time invested is really, really important. A lot of times I hear people who are looking at paying memberships in B&Is or chambers and stuff like that saying, oh, it's too much money. And I tell them, your biggest investment is your time. You have to look at it as an opportunity. And no matter what you join, if you put in your time meeting the people and do it properly, there's a lot of potential there, a lot of opportunity. That's absolutely right. You do have to put in your time. It's a matter of taking advantage of these opportunities. But they're not going to jump out at you. You have to go get them. And people that look at networking as a as a, set, a sale, they need to get out of that mindset. Even if you are looking at networking as ultimately boosting your sales, which we all hope will happen, 
it's the beginning of your sales funnel. And for people not familiar with the term sales funnel, this is how you bring customers into your potential business. And it's a matter of repeatedly touching them. It generally takes at least seven touch points before somebody will decide to buy. So it's not a one and done deal. You're not advertising to them and they come to you. It's a process and you have to go through that process. And something else to remember is people buy on their own schedule. They don't buy when you want to sell. They buy when they need what you're selling. Networking is the way to be in front of them before they make that decision. When they get to know you and build a relationship with you, when it comes time for them to go, oh, yes, I need such and such a product or I need such and such a service, they will know I know exactly who to go to. And it's that relationship that really builds it. Yep. And and you make a really great point that, you know, people are impulse buyers. And if people are impulse buyers and people are looking to know and like you, then the purpose of your commercial at a networking meeting is not talking about your products and services and what you do because people, frankly, don't care unless they're there to buy that particular item on a particular day. So the most important thing that you can do in your commercial is be interesting and let your true self hang out and tell people stuff that's going to make them interested in walking up to you afterwards and wanting to have a coffee date with you. So there's a total misconception about what the purpose of networking commercials are also. Right. You know, we've, we've used the term networking commercials a couple of times, but just to clarify for our listeners, many networking events, if you haven't been to one, you get 30 seconds to do a commercial about yourself. You stand up, you talk to the group, Everybody hears you. However, you only have 30 seconds. It's not, you don't have time to ramble on and on about everything you do. You've got to get your message across in a limited amount of time. And that's one of the first things you need to do for your homework in preparing for a networking event is know what you are going to say. You're never going to fit everything you want to get in into that time period. So you really have to focus it. Yeah, and the bottom line is people don't want to hear everything anyway. They want to hear something right. interested. They want to be entertained. And, and so it's really, really important, again, just to value added in something interesting in your commercial to uh, get people, wow, that's pretty cool. I want to talk more to this person. And sometimes the vaguer the better. If you can come up with a good tagline to talk about yourself rather than say I'm a mortgage broker, uh, it's it's going to be a whole lot more interesting to people. So. It definitely takes work, and you should prepare several different versions of your commercial and really track the results and see how you're doing. And if something's working, use it again. Oh, absolutely. You definitely want to try out different things, see what works, see what doesn't, and follow through. You also mentioned a tagline. Taglines can be very important They can tell people what it is you do or something about yourself, but they're memorable. They may not remember your company name. They may not remember everything you say in your commercial, but if a memorable tagline can go a long way. I know over the years, there are a couple of people whose taglines have really stood out. I've met one who's, she's a financial advisor, but she started her career at IBM then opened a bakery, and now she's in finance. So she tells everybody 
she went from computer computer chips to chocolate chips to blue chips. And now she's helping people stop committing random acts of finance. That is and really, fa- really cool. That's it. Yeah. And the fact the fact that it stands out, you know, again, I remember it every time. I know what she does. I know a bit about her background in there. Um, by the same token, and I know you know this person, she's a realtor, and her husband is a realtor. And she has used the tagline so often that she can actually have groups repeat it back to her. She goes, their spouses selling houses. Yep. And she comes to several networking meetings that I run, and I almost like conduct the whole choir to, with my arm right. when she starts saying that. It's, it's really, it's it's pretty funny, but it's effective. People know that. I mean, I uh, they know, know what she does. My, yep, absolutely. And you know, another one to have is, is a tagline that makes people ask you a question, and that's one of the, actually that's what mine is really all about. When people ask me what I do, I tell them I am the happiness and success GPS. And what are they going to say when I say that to them? What the heck right. is a happiness and success GPS? And yes, I just say it's my brand. So it's, um, it's really, it. really. They want to know more about what that is. Yep. So, and um, these, are th- these are things that if you're just at a networking meeting after hours where you're not doing commercials, if you open with a tagline when somebody asks, what do you do? And you hit them with your tagline, that automatically is going to get the conversation going more interesting. But another networking trick at a networking meeting is to get other people talking. And this will work whether you are the quietest person in the world or outgoing, but if you just walk up to somebody at a networking meeting, invariably at after hours they are wearing a name badge, and if I walk up to you, I would say, hi, Eric, I'm Chip, what do you do? And then just listen. And that automatically makes people comfortable because they love talking about themselves, and they're going to start liking you by doing so. Absolutely. Listening is a key skill at networking events. It's a key skill in business in general. But when people are asked, you know, well, what did you think of of that? Oh, I had great conversations. When you look at what they consider great conversations, it's they got to talk about themselves. They got to talk about what they're passionate about. If you give people that opportunity and listen, they remember that. They enjoy that. I started it's my one career. Of people's favorite thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I started my career in journalism. And the subjects that I interviewed would later read the articles and come back to me going, I can't believe I told you that. You know, I, I don't usually talk about that. Silence is a very crucial key because when you give someone the opportunity to talk, they will take it. Absolutely. It's one of people's favorite things to do. It's just human nature. So, and again, it works for, you know, that, that wallflower that's standing there talking to nobody in a corner, just walk up to them and get them talking. And that is so cool to, to just do that. And another great thing you can do at networking meetings is to introduce people to each other. Once you find out what one person does, there's probably somebody in the room that they need to meet. And if you just take them over and introduce the two of them and walk away, there's no cooler feeling than looking back 10 minutes later and watching them still talking. It's great. And it also yes. really builds up your credibility with the people in the room. People will flock to you if they know that you are a connector. And, and that's something else, you know, to bring up. A lot of people make the mistake when they go to networking events, especially when they go to a lot of them, 
that they immediately flock to the people they know and they start catching up with friends and talking about what's going on. Networking is about meeting new people and building relationships. You can always pick up the phone and talk to somebody you already know. You want to get in, get to meet new people, get to, you know, learn about them. You never know who you're going to find, you know, find there. Absolutely. I mean, you should go to any networking meeting with a goal of walking out with at least three appointments with new people that you haven't met before or to follow up with people who you don't know that well. But that, that should be your goal, not walking out with a pocket full of business cards, actually having appointments, people committed to sit down and meet with you. And if you, if you can get two or three of those per networking meeting, you have been very, very successful potentially just by starting three new relationships. Right. And, and let's clarify that when we say appointments, we're not talking about sales appointments. We're talking about let's get together for coffee, build this relationship and learn more about each other. That, that's the goal. You're not looking to sell to these people until much further down the line and possibly not even then, because you're not just networking with the people in the room. You're networking with everybody they know. Yeah, the most important thing is to understand everybody as a resource rather than a potential sale. And resources, everybody knows an average of 200 people. So think of having 200 resources at your fingertips just by wanting to help that person out and developing a relationship with them. It's a whole lot more powerful than one potential sale. So, yes, your purpose of the appointments is to sit down and get to know more about each other, about each other's business, about each other personally, because – a lot of times you're going to connect people with other people just because of common interests with the people that you know. So it's so important. It's, uh, it's really you should go into every one-to-one -one meeting with a plan to get to know not only about the business of the other person, but also particular points about them personally. Yeah, it's, it's very important you, because you can't look at it as these are the people I'm trying to sell to. These are potential customers. I've been networking for years. I have sold my services to a grand total of two people that I was actually in the room networking with. However, 80% of my sales comes from a referral from somebody I networked with. And that's pretty powerful stuff. And if people realize that, that if you walk into a room, say you go to an AM meeting that's got 30 people in there, you don't have 30 prospects in the room, but what you do have is if everybody knows 200 people, that's 6,000 potential resources that could come back to you over and over again just by getting to know the people in the room. So right. just one person is more powerful than making a sale by far. Now, we've been focusing on business networking in this conversation and using it in terms of marketing. But that's not the only reason people should network, is it? Not at all. Networking is, my definition is the process of developing win-win relationships. And relationships drive the world. Uh, most good jobs never hit monster.com or anything else. They are filled by referral, by word of mouth, because people want to deal with people who they know, like, and trust. So whether it comes to employment or buying a car or buying a television or doing this or that, you always want to talk to somebody and ask them what they think about it. And everybody's in your network that you know. We're talking friends, family, business people, and it's not just the business people. So you can never have too many positive relationships. 
That's it. And the time, especially when you're talking about a new job, something like that, the time to build your network is before you need it. You can't just go out there and expect things to happen overnight. And you never really know where it's going to come from. The first job I had out of college was a result of, well, I had gotten it because of a part-time job I had during school, but I got that job because my mother's boss literally came out of her office and yelled at the top of her lungs, does anybody know somebody who can do data entry? And my mother happened to say, yes, you know, my son does that all the time. I ended up with a data entry job over the summer, which expanded into an IT job that I went into after graduation. Yep. But you never know. And Everybody is part of that network. So, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you've built a heck of a career since then, using a lot <laughs> of that as a foundation. So it's, uh, it's, it's cool stuff. So, I mean, it's really, really important just to go there and enjoy. And even if, again, even if you're nervous going to a networking meeting, the quickest way to make yourself comfortable is to get somebody else talking, just like we talked about earlier. And, again, it's just, hi, I'm Chip. What do you do? So, and uh, the bottom line is the more you network, the more fun you're going to have. A lot of people show up at meetings saying, I'm nervous doing a commercial and this and that, whatever. And I tell them, I said, first of all, you're the only person who knows you're nervous until you tell us. And then number two, you know you're going to talk about better than anybody. So, but, and people realize that, and you know as well as I do, you see a lot of people that start out really, really shy, and then, you know, a couple of networking meetings later, they're the life of the party. It's, it's just because it's a lot of fun. It's all about re- relationships. Absolutely. And, you know, again, we, we've been focusing on networking events, but networking goes, goes far beyond events. If you're working in a corporation, you need to network with the people within your company, network with other people. There's a great book, and unfortunately, I'm blanking on the author's name, but it's called Never Eat Lunch Alone. And the whole I'm point of it is... I'm blanking on the author, too, but I know exactly, yeah. yeah. Invite people to lunch. Spend your lunch hours talking to people, getting to know people. You never know where it's going to lead. When I finally did branch out and launch my own company, all of my initial clients came from my past bosses because I had kept relationships with them. They knew what I could do, and they were very comfortable referring people. Now, at that point, I had never heard of a networking event. I didn't start going to networking events until after I started my company. But building those relationships beforehand is very important. And again, as we said, it's not just about getting a new job or selling something for your business. If you're in a nonprofit, this is how you build a donor base, is by networking and and creating relationships. That relationship is the cornerstone of your success, no matter what you're doing. Absolutely. So really, no matter who you're meeting, networking is just part of life, whether you're doing it for a purpose or whatever. But just the act of getting to know people and developing relationships is networking because those people could turn out to be a resource that you're going to refer to other people. You never know. I mean, the bottom line is when you're, talk, when you're talking to anybody, somebody that you know is going to come up in the conversation based upon the subject matter. And if it happens to be something that's related to, you know, business, that's when the magic happens as far as business goes. All right. And 
even if it's not something that we usually consider business. I mean, you want somebody to, to be referred to you. I mean, but by the same token, having an active network is a great way to find resources you need. And it's not necessarily making a sale. You could need a recommendation for a great plumber because you've got something going on in the house, a babysitter. I mean, this is something you really need to trust the person. Yep. And that's where, I mean, everybody you know is a potential resource for somebody else. So um, fortunately, through the magic of Audible and the iPhone, I just went through my Audible library. Never Eat Alone is by Keith Ferrazzi and Tal Raz. There we go. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a great book. I, I've listened to it on audible.com, which if you folks don't have an Audible account part of Amazon, you should, be, you should get one or at least just go there to download audio books and work on yourself too. That will also help you in your networking. So there's lots of great networking stuff out there. Yeah, and I mean, talking about Audible, when you listen to audio books on a regular basis, it gives you something else to talk about at a networking event. It's a great way. Oh, have you read this book? Did you happen to hear what such and such said last week? Having that resource to, you know, to talk about different topics is great because there are a lot of people who are uncomfortable selling themselves. They don't, they don't want to talk about themselves. You know, they're introverted, they're shy, But if you talk about a new book you just read, talk about something you just learned or an art magazine article you just read, it's a great way to build relationships. Oh, it absolutely is because it also gets people interested. And if they go out and read something, I mean, you're actually contributing to their own personal development by talking this stuff up. I mean, I'm constantly talking about the different resources that I have. And uh, that's why, I mean, it's so important as a foundation, the life period to be working on yourself. And one of the best ways and easiest ways to do it is to be listening to something while you're driving. I mean, I still love listening to 1960s rock and roll, but it's much, much better to be uh, listening to books and stuff like that while you're driving around in the car. So, and these days it's so easy. So yeah, it, I remember it really is. That an, day. It, <laughs> it really is simple. It's, it's a great resource. And again, now audio books are so simple to use. I mean, you pop the, you know, pop the MP3 on your phone. You can either hook it up to Bluetooth or a lot of, lot of cars. You plug it in right to the speaker system and you just let it go. As opposed to in the olden days where books came on, you know, 18 different cassettes and it wasn't convenient to switch cassettes while you're driving. Yeah, especially when the next to last one jams on you. No, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, <laughs> you ever have that, the spaghetti coming out of the cassette? Anyway, oh, yeah. Um, they, they, are, they are so easy. And, the night, you know, what I always do is um, in Audible, you can just pay per book. But if you can get, you get a monthly subscription for one book for, I think, it's like $13, $14. Regardless of how much the book costs, that's what it's going to cost you. And then you can get two for even cheaper. I think I get like two for 20 bucks per month. And what I like to do because I like driving a lot and I'm tired at the end of the day is listen to books. And if I like the book that I'm listening to, that's when I'll go buy it as a reference. So I don't have a whole bunch of paper books laying around here, but I do have a lot of stuff in my audible account. Right. 
All right, we've only got a few minutes left. So if there's one takeaway that you want our, our audience to remember about networking, what would it be? Preparation and understanding that it is an opportunity to develop relationships and not sell. Relationships do lead to success in business, but you are not going to a networking meeting to sell. It doesn't work that way. So it's a lot more powerful than people really understand it. Yeah, I, I would definitely emphasize the preparation. Know what it is you want to say. Know how you want to say it. And know who you want to meet. Because even if that person isn't at the meeting, you never know who the pe- people in the meeting do know. If you're looking for people in specific positions, if you're looking for a specific person that you want to get an introduction to, as you're networking, that- you know, that, that's what it helps to do because you never know who everybody knows. And when you're doing your commercial, if you ask specifically for a particular person at a particular company, everybody in the room is going to start thinking about more specifically what you're looking for. Even if they don't know that person, they might know somebody else in a similar position at a different company. Whereas you've just go, if you just go to a meeting saying, I'm looking to meet lawyers, okay, lawyers is fine, but who are you looking to meet? If you talk vaguely, people are going to think vaguely about you. The more specific you are, the better off you could be. And a great way to do that is if you are looking to meet lawyers, go on the Internet and take a look at lawyers in the area they're looking to uh, meet somebody. And if you can name one of them by name during your commercials, that's great. People will think more specifically. So the preparation, doing the homework is really, really important. Right. The more specific you can be, the better off you are. All right. You've been listening to the Success Showcase. We're live every Monday morning at 11 a.m., and you can listen to, listen to us on demand at blogtalkradio.com slash xvadio, or look for us on iTunes. We hope to he- listen to, have you join us next week on the Success Showcase, and have a happy Halloween. go to geico.com car insurance can seem intense like breakup r&b intense i thought you said you love the sweater that i got you if you didn't you could have told me geico makes it easy just go to geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama i even had a gift born to sob and to howl, to shudder and shriek, to jump up, crack up, scream our lungs out, and be left speechless. 
This is the good stuff in life. And the all-new Contour from Cox helps us get right to it. Just say what you want and your TV finds it. Speak, find, feel, and get right to the good stuff. Available to residential customers in select Cox service areas. Advertised features available with Cox Contour 2 digital receiver. Professional installation required. Other conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.